Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. And if you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takes by fans. Uh, we're live there every single day, folks. And if you want to watch live, or if you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel. We post all of our episodes and clips of the show there daily. And then if you just want to listen and not watch, no worries there. We are on podcasting apps. More are coming out every Every single day, but the big ones right now are Spotify and um, Google Podcasts. So we're very close of getting, you know, branching out in the podcasting. But whether you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Just remember that we are takes by fans. We're we're here live every single day, folks. We got to talk sports and sports are on every single day. So uh, we got to be here every single day. <clears throat> Already today is a big old Tuesday. So we got to uh, update our NFL cash and trash list. We have to update our power rankings. And we have to talk about Monday Night Football last night. How great was that great game? A great competitive game. Now, the safety, I mean, obviously hurts our Browns plus three. But that's that happens sometimes. So you just got to live with it. How unfortunate. I mean, if we had Ravens minus three, we'd be celebrating. So just sometimes you're on the wrong side of the coin, and unfortunately, last night. But, I mean, for the game, it was an absolute great game. Baker Mayfield put up 42 points, very close. Lamar Jackson comes in and saves the day. Just an absolute great game. And, uh, you know, we can't hate on not hitting the Browns plus three. It's unfortunate. Um, so we'll break down that game. NFL cash and trash list and our power rankings. That's what we're doing here today on the show. But before we get into all that, a couple of stories we got to kind of clear up and clarify. So, here we go. Gardner Minshew. He's starting this week. No more Mike Lennon. And that is the correct call. I don't know why Gardner Minshew was taking this long to get back at the starting quarterback. I know he was injured or, yeah, he was overcoming an injury. That's why he hasn't been playing the last couple weeks. But I think he's been healthy for at least two, maybe three weeks. So I think he should have probably put Gardner Minshew in then. And now here we are at the end of the season. Once again, the Minshew mania. Now the Jaguars next season. Hopefully they had a good assessment of all their quarterbacks. They had all their quarterbacks play this season. So I don't know. I don't think the Jaguars have a future quarterback go like on their roster at this point. I think you got to draft one. Gardner Minshew may be a good story, it may be a good backup, but it doesn't translate to wins, whether that's lack of pieces on offense for him or lack of pieces on defense. You know, Gardner Minshew, his stats do not translate to wins. They have one win this season, folks, so they've got to do something else. Don't know if Gardner Minshew is the total answer. He's the best quarterback to have on the roster, so he should be starting, but uh, not sure where we go here with Gardner Minshew going into next season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Alrighty, here we go. Doug Peterson, he confirms Jalen Hurts will remain the Eagle starting quarterback this week, and that's huge. They're facing the Cardinals this week, and I mean, if Jalen Hurts won you the game, he absolutely should be starting. You cannot, you know, be like, thanks Jalen, but we're going to go back with Carson Wentz. Once again, Carson Wentz doesn't translate to wins. Now, is it this season, or is this kind of um, kind of like what is to come for our Car Carson Wentz down the road? We, we can't tell that because we can't tell the future just quite yet. So, Got to start Jalen Hurts again. He looked good, decent. It was a lot of dink and dunk. Not a lot of big shots down the field, but those come with time. He's a rookie quarterback. He was his first game. He got the win against a pretty good Saints defense. That's a pretty good defense. It's a solid defense. Maybe a slightly above average defense in this league, and he played good. He was at home working, you know, working the field. 
hitting his wide receivers. His rookie wide receiver, I believe, was the number one wide receiver, or wide receiver Rager. Um, so, I mean, he was having success on the field. Absolutely have to start. Have to ha- absolutely have to start him this week. I mean, if you if if Doug Peterson came out and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go back to Carson Wentz," I think there would have been a mutiny in the locker room, folks. I mean, everybody probably would have been like, "Hey, what? Whoa, 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 whoa! This guy just got us away, and we're switching off of him now for Carson Wentz, who's had you know 16 weeks to get or 14 weeks to you know get us." at like eight, nine wins at this point where with other teams, uh, but he's got three and you want to make the switch. So love that Jalen Hurts is getting a second shot here. We'll uh, look at him tomorrow in our film study of what he did this week and uh, see if, uh, see if they can actually win against the Cardinals this week. Alrighty, Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones to undergo surgery on pinky finger. Um, so he's going to probably be out for a couple of weeks, possibly. Now, the Buccaneers, they are kind of loaded at right, uh, running back, but Ronald Jones was clearly their best. He was their most explosive, and uh, you know they're definitely going to be uh, feeling this loss a little bit here around Tampa Bay. Now, hopefully he doesn't have to stay out too long. We'll have to keep updates on that. All right, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Colts, says that Philip Rivers has, quote, multiple years left in him if he wants it. Now, that's the big question. Does Philip Rivers want it? We have to ask him. Now, you know, I can't bash on Philip Rivers anymore. He's, you know, doing very good, and he's been doing very good since, like, week four. So I have to just swallow kind of my own personal opinions on Philip Rivers because he's not showing it this season. He's making me eat my own words, and, hey, I got to get respect for that. So is this finally, finally the year that this – Philip Rivers leads a team deep into the playoffs. It's tough. I mean, you got Baltimore, you've got the Chiefs, um, you've got the Bills. It's going to be a tough road for Philip Rivers, but he may be up for the challenge this year. And we're back on rooting for Philip Rivers. We want to have this man win at least one ring in his career. Come on, he's got to have one. All the other big names has one. Tom Brady has multiple. Aaron Rodgers has one. Big Ben has one. Eli Manning has two. Rip Philip Rivers. If Eli Manning has two and you don't even have one. Can we start talking about that, please? So, Philip Rivers, Frank Reich, he's like, hey, if he wants to play here, he can play here. And that, that is, um, you know, pretty – that is p- – pretty good news if you're a Colts fan because that's all they're missing is the quarterback. They really have the pieces offensively. They, ha- I mean, their running game is top-notch, folks. Oh, my goodness. Um, and their defense is solid. I don't think it's as good as everybody thinks it is, but it's a solid defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers, we'll see if this is going to be – he only signed a one-year contract extension this year for Indianapolis, so it's going to come down to the offseason. What happens at the end of the season? Does Phillip Rivers unravel, or does he get him, you know, maybe to the AFC Championship game? Maybe. We'll have to see. But uh, Phillip Rivers, Frank Wright's obviously liking him, so – And then here we go, our last story of the day. And Cowboys fans, I don't know if I would listen to this one. Cowboys, EVP. Stephon Jones says, quote, there will be absolutely no change with Mike McCarthy. Ooh, ooh, not a good sign there, folks. Um, I mean, yes, Cowboys just won the game last week. They put up 30 points, but remember we looked at the drive chart yesterday. Their offense could not do anything if they weren't gifted a short field. They put up, what, what did we say, one field goal or was it one touchdown where they actually went the entire length of the field to get to their 30 points. So we're still not buying this Cowboys team even though they won. Ezekiel Elliott's still trying to be a leader and hype up his team by having all these inspirational quotes in the media being like, oh, I'm playing through my injury. Can we all rally around me? And then he goes and puts up 48 rushing yards. Come on. Derrick Henry's putting up 200 consistently. Come on, Zeke. 
Oh, um, Zeke got paid more than um, Derrick Henry, just in case if anybody's aware of that. Derrick Henry kind of got shafted a little bit on his deal, and he's the best running back in the league. I don't want to hear about it, folks. There is no argument to be made. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL, hands down, and he is severely underpaid, knowing what other running backs um, of his lesser caliber gets paid, and uh, you got one in Dallas, so... It's a dumpster fire in Dallas. I was never a big fan of blaming Jerry Jones for all of, you know, the dysfunction in the Cowboys kind of franchise. But as we're seeing it clearer and clearer, I think I may have to jump on that bandwagon of blaming Jerry Jones because what the heck is this hire in the first place? Mike McCarthy, that was your big hire. He got chased out of the Packers because he was getting massages in his office during practice time. And you thought that was going to be good to bring to your locker room? They've got the talent offensively, folks. I don't want to hear it. They have pieces. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, folks, if you gave two of those weapons, that's a Super Bowl contender. If you gave Mitch Trubisky, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb, I think Mitch Trubisky would be playing like Tom Brady. Not this year's Tom Brady, but prime Tom Brady. Mitch Trubisky could be looking like that. So I don't want to hear any more excuses for the Cowboys. You have to get rid of Mike McCarthy. They're, they're going to keep on to him. And this is losing seasons that they just signed up for by not firing Mike McCarthy. You have the perfect opportunity. Jerry Jones can come out and be like, yeah, we made a mistake. We saw how he handled it. We didn't like it. We're nipping it in the bud real quick before he spoils multiple years of a decent organization for no reason. They're not going to be better than 8-8, eight and eight, I can guarantee you. they, The Cowboys will not be out. I'll, I'll, I'll have this take out there. The Cowboys will not go better than 8-8 eight and eight with Mike McCarthy as their head coach, folks. So if that wins the NFC East, which it could a couple of seasons, so you may be able to win the division, but you're not making deep playoff runs with Mike McCarthy as a head coach. It's unfortunate. Alrighty, those are all the stories. We just had to clear out of the way real quickly. So now let's jump into Monday Night Football. And folks, this was a great game in Cleveland. Even though they lost, I know Kevin Stefanski came out and, you know, quote saying, you know, there is no, you know, moral victories. And I agree with that. I mean, I don't want a moral victory. If everybody was like, you know, but you have a moral victory, I'd be like, what the hell did you just say to me? Get the hell out of my office. I, I would fire somebody. If they were on my coaching staff and they came in Tuesday morning to the coaches meeting and he'd be like, yeah, we didn't win. But that was a good moral victory, right? I'd be like, you're fired right now. Get the hell out of my office. What are you? What are you talking moral victory? We're nine and four. You want to have nine four and one moral victory? You go ahead. But there is no calculations for that in the playoffs. So, moral victories they are lame. So they, I mean, they played well. The Browns played well, but classic Baker Mayfield. So, I mean, going into this game, we were saying that either Josh Allen, um, Phillip Rivers, or Baker Mayfield. I kind of thought all three would take a step back this week. It wasn't Josh Allen. It wasn't Phillip Rivers. It was Baker Mayfield a little bit, and I'll show you why. I mean, Josh Allen threw an interception in his game, but his defense bailed him out. Uh, Baker Mayfield didn't get too lucky here. So let's start with the stats, and then I'll tell you where the game went wrong for the Browns. So we'll start here. Baker Mayfield, 28 of 47 for 343 yards, two touchdowns. He had that one interception, and this was an absolute killer interception. It was in the second half. The Browns were down seven. Ravens, they were losing momentum, and Baker Mayfield gave it back to them just like that. We talked about that interception, so let's tell you where it happened. Happened in the third quarter when they were... So, let me set up the scene a little bit. Coming out of halftime, 
The Browns were down 21-14. Ravens get a possession after halftime, make it 28-14. Browns get a possession after halftime, make it 28-20. Ravens get another possession, but they go eight plays, 32 yards, and have to punt. And now Baker Mayfield has a chance, tied up at 28-28. What does he do? Interception on the first play of the drive, and it's bad, folks. We've got it queued up right here, so let's look at it one time here. 28-20, the Browns are down. Baker Mayfield starting at his own 12-yard line and just never sees this um, lineman dropping into coverage. He's going to look like he's blitzing. And then he's going to bail out last second and read the zone and just follow Baker Mayfield's eyes the entire way. This is beautiful play. This is how you kind of um, you know make the quarterback make a bad read you're showing blitz here he's taking you into account of you blitzing he thinks he's got one-on-one -on -one coverage on this comeback route but uh, you know this is great defense folks this is absolutely great this is what I do in Madden all the time I show the blitz and I bail out right at the snap it confuses all the quarterbacks confused Baker Mayfield right here he never saw him and this really kind of gave momentum back to that Ravers Ravens because they just blunk when they were going head-to-head -head, you know drive here drive here and the Ravens they were the first ones to punt and uh, you know unfortunately Baker Mayfield couldn't take advantage of that now I mean you they have to go one yard Ravens go one yard and now it's 34 20 back up to 14 points with how much time left in the game four minutes left in the third quarter so just making it hard on himself and you know that's unfortunate now what Baker Mayfield did good he put up 22 points in the fourth quarter starting to come back and trying to um you know, right some wrongs and keep, uh, you know, just kind of keep this Ravens offense off the field. Um, so he did a decent job in that, but that one interception, man, it, it's it's truly unfortunate. You see they lose by five, really kind of lost by three, the safety at the end of the game, um, you know, blows the spread. But, uh, you know, Browns, they give up seven points on a turnover. They lose by five. It's unfortunate, but you can kind of trace it back to that Baker Mayfield interception. Alrighty, let's talk about the running attack for the Browns because, you know, we love that here. Um, Nick Chubb, 17 carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns. What a game by him. Kareem Hunt, six carries for 33 yards and a touchdown. So running back by committee here got it done pretty successfully, and that's what we know about this Browns team. But Baker Mayfield throwing 343 yards is truly great, folks. Damn, that was good. All right, let's look at these receivers. Top receiver for the Browns was Kareem Hunt with six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones was coming up huge there with some big catches down the field, some great balls thrown by Baker Mayfield, some true 50, not even true 50-50 balls. These were just pl perfect placements where only the receiver had a chance to get it. So well done by Baker Mayfield. We'll try to look at him on Wednesday tomorrow in our film study because some of the throws he was making were really good, folks. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, second leading wide receiver for the Browns. Three receptions for 74 yards. Rashard Higgins, six receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. Jarvis Landry, six receptions, 52 yards. And then David Njaku, three receptions, 45 yards. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five players with 45 or more receiving yards. Baker Mayfield was spreading the ball around, folks, getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. And you can't fault him. He put up 42. Again, folks, again, he put up 42. What did he put up last week? 42? Something around there 45 maybe they put up points folks this is what the Browns can do running opens up the pass folks and they do they run it to a T here folks I love it um all right let's go to the Ravens now Lamar Jackson this is a classic stat line by Lamar Jackson 11 of 17 for 163 yards one touchdown no picks he ended up going out I think majority of the fourth quarter 
When did he actually go out? Um, did he come in in the series? No. So he was basically out the entire fourth quarter uh, because of cramping. There's lots of jokes on the internet that he had to go to the bathroom and had to take some time off. Um, but he, he went and denied that, so who knows. Um, but he had a little cramp, couldn't play, and then he comes in and plays Superman, comes at the end of the game, comes back in the fourth quarter when the game is now tied. Or no, 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 they were down one, and that's when he comes back in the game with six minutes left. And... Um, on fourth down, nonetheless, because Trace McSorley gets injured. The backup quarterback gets injured, and I love watching Trace McSorley come in and try to play quarterback for this Ravens team because, you know, Trace McSorley is kind of a more of a pure passer than Lamar Jackson is, but the Ravens, they don't pass the ball, so he's trying to run the read option out there. He's trying to do something. The Browns never buy anything that Trace McSorley was doing because they know, okay, pass on us with Trace McSorley. Please do that because Lamar Jackson can't even pass with his wide receiver so you think the backup's going to be able to we'll test it so I love watching him try to come back and navigate this offense because this is not the offense for Trace McSorley I can tell you that so Lamar Jackson comes back in the game he plays Superman I'm telling you like it was insane folks it's fourth and five he comes in the game for one play and they say we're not even going to pick up the five yards for the first down we're getting the touchdown it's it was just absolute bonkers it looks like it, this looked like scripted television this looks like you were watching a movie to have the star quarterback go out in the fourth quarter the opposing team takes the lead Lamar Jackson still out and the offense is struggling it's fourth down now and they're like you can picture the scene in Hollywood if this was a movie Lamar Jackson would be on the bench the coach would come over for him and be like the coach would be saying hey we need you for one play. Can you have us one play? And Lamar Jackson would be on the sideline being like, oh, man, I don't think I can do one play, coach. I don't think I can. And the coach is like, hey, we need you. The team needs you. This is your game. This is your win. You go in one play. That's all we need. Get us into field goal range. And Lamar's like, I guess I can go in one play, coach. So he hobbles out on the field. He, every, uh, Everybody's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I got y'all. I got y'all. You know, we're in this together. We're one team. I got y'all. So he's in the huddle, and he's like, all right, this is what the the play call is. You go here, you go here. He's calling the play, and then he claps up the huddle, and he's limping up to the line of scrimmage, and he says, hut, hut, and then he escapes out to the right side, and he's got one wide receiver, Marquise Brown, breaking free at this moment. He circled right there. So Lamar Jackson, he knows he just needs the first down, but he sees something, and now he throws the pass, and this is where it goes into slow motion, the tight spiral over the middle of the field. You don't know if it's a good pass yet because they're not showing any of the defenders or receivers. And then it's slowly fading in the air. And you've got the entire sideline of the Baltimore Ravens just following the ball with their eyes in slow motion. And John Harbaugh pan and shot of him, of him just get eyes getting wide. And then you see the ball slowly start to drop. And you see some purple gloves of the Baltimore Ravens go and snatch the ball. And then the, the, the camera pans out a little bit. And then you see he's wide open. And it pans out even more. And you know this, he's even more wide open. And then it pans out even more. And you see he's in for the touchdown clear as day. And Lamar Jackson has just done the greatest thing ever accomplished for a quarterback. Come in fourth down and five come back in the game and throw a game the game winning touchdown pass at this moment so I mean it's real theatrical folks 
And that's exactly how I pictured it watching that as it uh, played out live. So Lamar Jackson, absolutely clutch, clutch, clutch in the best time that they needed it. But Baker Mayfield said, hang on, hang on, hang on. Anything y'all can do, I can do better. And he goes four plays, 75 yards, and ties it up at 42. But what was their deadliest mistake? We talk about it all the times when we talk about the Chiefs. And we used to talk about it all the time when we were talking about Patriots' great dynasty. It's you left too much time on the clock a minute with Lamar Jackson. He needs like two seconds to get down the field, folks. And that's exactly what he did. Just taking all the time off the clock, basically. Didn't need it, but they took it because you're going to milk the clock. They get into field goal range. And then Justin Tucker, I mean, the ageless wonder, one of the most clutch kickers in NFL history. He goes up 55-yarder, no problem. Drills it now. A coaching mistake. You got to ice the kicker here. Here, folks you always ice the kicker I don't care you always have to ice the kicker whether they miss it on the first attempt you still have to ice him folks got to put the pressure on got to make them uncomfortable somehow you know, that first kick goes in, he's feeling good, but it's ice. Now he has to go and make it again. Um, you know, he misses it the first time, you ice him. Now he's feeling better. He can correct his mistakes, but at the same time, he also may miss it again. It's 55 yards. These are no gimmies, folks. Any, I mean, if it was like 50, I would say that's a gimme, but these are 55. These are a little bit harder to make. We've seen a lot of kickers this season miss, I mean, a lot closer field goals than 55 yards. So don't like that the Browns didn't um, ice the kicker here. Got to ice him. Kevin Stefanski. Come on, you have two timeouts. Ice the damn kicker. Ice him. Oh, my goodness. So, don't ice him. They get the three points. They take the lead. Now, Baker Mayfield's left with literally two seconds left in the game, and they just kind of, you know, lateral it. But people forgot to tell the Browns that when you lateral it, you actually have to move forward and can't just, you know, I mean, there's only 100 yards to work with, folks, and they ran out of real estate. They took the safety, and it ruins the uh, Browns plus three. So, unfortunate there. <clears throat> But overall, a great game. Uh, we still have to talk about Lamar Jackson's rushing attack. I mean, folks, Lamar Jackson passed for 163 yards, and then he ran for 124. The Browns cannot stop him. I um, mean, that's that's what the Ravens do, folks. They'll they'll kill you with the, the read option, and you all know it's coming, and you still can't stop it. That's how good it is because of the athletes that they have on the field. J.K. Dobbins, 13 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Gus Edwards, 7 carries for 59 yards and 2 touchdowns. I mean, when you're just getting gashed on the running on the running attack by three different players, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, combining for over 200 yards rushing, folks. I mean, they basically what did what Derrick Henry did in three different players. It's kind of crazy, but they also scored five rushing touchdowns with that attack as well. All right, let's talk about his passing game. Mark Andrews, the tight end, is the leading wide receiver. Five receptions for 78 yards. Then you have Marquise Brown, two receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Most of it coming off that one play that we just saw. So they don't pass the ball down the field a lot. We know that they're more. the majority of their plays run, at, run pass option right at the line of scrimmage. Real quick, real quick, real quick. So great Monday night football game. Ravens with the win. Browns with the tough loss. But this is huge for Baker Mayfield. He played great. Didn't play perfect, that interception. He can definitely clean that up. We'll see what he brings next week. But, I mean, this was a great game to be good on, and he was good on it. So we give the man credit. I mean, 300 yards against this Ravens defense, and he only turned it over once. That's pretty decent. We'll give it to him. Alrighty, so that was 
Monday Night Football. Now let's get into our cash and trash list. We update these on Tuesday every week when all the games have been played. Um, this was the cash list going into week 14. We had the Dolphins defense, Nick Chubb, Nick Folk, Dan Bailey, Derek Carr, Henry Ruggs, Baker Mayfield, Wayne Gallman, Devontae Adams, and Josh Allen all being cash going into this week. Now let's go and assess all these players on the, these this week's games. See who stays, see who goes and see who gets added on here because we do have a couple of additions here and we do have a lot of removals. So without further ado, let's get into the cash list. And the first team up here is the Dolphins defense. Now, where the heck do we land on these ones? I mean, folks, where they force four turnovers, they force four turnovers on defense. Are we going to punish this Dolphins defense for the offense, not capitalizing on touchdowns on all of those turnovers? It's real close. They gave up 33 points. That's not great, but it's also not that much either for this Chiefs team. You turn it over four times. You gave your offense so many opportunities to go out and win the game. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, the Dolphins offense is a little lackluster at this point of the season. Um, so we're not going to penalize the Dolphins defense, I don't think. I mean, let's look at these numbers. Patrick Mahomes, three interceptions, absolutely incredible. And he had and Nicole Harmon had one fumble. Patrick Mahomes fumble as well. He didn't lose it. So four turnovers by this Dolphins defense. I think we got to keep him on here one more week. We'll lead the Dolphins defense up here. All right, let's go to Nick Chubb. I mean, he had a pretty solid game. Game came down to the wire. Real close game, high-scoring game. So we're not going to penalize the Browns for losing. Usually if your team, if the player loses, you, we usually take them off the cash list just because, you know, we want winners out here and being cash is associated with winning. But in close games, real high-scoring games, close games right down to the wire, we kind of don't penalize the losing team too much. And I don't think we penalize Nick Chubb here. He had 17 carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns a huge success there in the running attack really helping out Baker Mayfield so it was a close one close game we're gonna excuse the loss here like we did with the Dolphins as well and we're gonna keep Nick Chubb on this list this man's doing real good here folks alrighty then we go to Nick Folk he was on here for the game winning kick unfortunately uh, the Patriots they don't put up too many points this week they put up three points courtesy of Nick Folk. He made all of his field goals, which was one. Never had a chance at an extra point. Unfortunate, but he didn't do a lot. So we got to take him off the cash list. I mean, we're not going to keep you on because you made one field goal. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, Nick Folk, unfortunate. But hey, you were on here one week. One week for kickers is pretty much what you expect. You don't expect game-winning kicks or a lot of kicks, a lot of good kicks in back-to-back -back games. So kickers usually live uh, short-lived careers here on the cash list. And they may also go to the trash list now that we talk about this next kicker. Dan Bailey, once again, game-winning kick for him. But then he kind of, ooh, ooh, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it right here. Let's get to the Dan Bailey here with the Vikings. Uh, let's talk about his stats because these are not cash, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, the opposite of cash, I would say. So, Dan Bailey this week, 0 of 3 from field goals. Yikes. And he missed the extra point. Right. Oh my god. All right. So that's obviously not cash. We're not going to go into his stats because uh, we're going to save that for another segment. I think y'all can guess um, what segment we're talking about because the last segments we have left are finish the cash list, do the trash list, or do the power rankings. And I don't think we're going to be talking about the kicker in the power rankings. So 
We'll save the rest of that information for the next segment. All right, then we go to Derek Carr, and man, oh man, did that man have not such a good game. Got blown out by who? Phillip Rivers. Again, again. So Derek Carr goes 31 of 45, 316 yards. I can get behind that. Two touchdowns, I can get behind that. But what does he do? Two interceptions. They only put up 27 points, and they get blown out 44-27. So can't trust Derek Carr just quite yet, unfortunately. Not sure what I make of this Raiders team now. Not sure what I make of Derek Carr, but I can tell you he is not cash for two interceptions. All right, then we go to Henry Ruggs. And if we're talking turnovers, we're talking Henry Ruggs and Derek Carr. I mean, or no, this is Hunter Renfro that had the fumble, so I take that back. He, um, Henry Ruggs just did not have a good game. Three receptions for 18 yards. I mean, he was on here because of the game-winning touchdown catch over the Jets last week. That's why, why Derek Carr was on here as well for the throw. But uh, both of these Raiders players come back with a loss at home when they were trying to secure a playoff spot. Not a good team, if you ask me. All right, so Henry Ruggs comes off the cash list. Now we go to Baker Mayfield, and it's it sucks. It sucks, but we have to take him off. It, it wasn't a bad performance. Don't get me wrong. And it's actually a good performance. It's just not cash. It's not cash because of the interception. If he doesn't throw this interception, I may be able to still have this man on this cash list, but this is a crucial interception. Crucial, crucial, crucial. You're down a possession. It's in the third quarter. You throw an interception and the Ravens score a touchdown off of it. Literally, all the boxes that you check when you look at turnovers were all checked, and that's never good. So we have to take Baker Mayfield off this cash list. It's unfortunate. He had a great game. I will give him that. He had a real great game, folks. But unfortunately, he's still making kind of fatal mistakes, those turnovers. Josh Allen made them. He kind of got bailed out in the first corner by their defense. And uh, Baker Mayfield was not so lucky getting bailed out on the one-yard line with his interception. <clears throat> Alrighty, let's go to Wayne Gallman now. And this entire Giants team was struggling all game. So Wayne Gallman, 12 carries for 57 yards, no touchdowns. This is a good running game by him, but um, nothing explosive, nothing to really kind of propel this Giants offense into something that they needed. They needed just one jump start. They never got it. So, unfortunately for Wayne Gallman, we're going to have to take him off the cash list. Short-lived, short-lived. Alrighty, Devontae Adams, and whenever we say Devontae Adams, you know we're going to keep this man on the cash list, folks. This man is Aaron Rodgers' favorite wide receiver, and he goes to him a lot, and they always connect, and they always have a lot of yards, and they always have a lot of touchdowns. So, here we go, Devontae Adams. Seven catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. We're going to give it to him. We'll keep him on this cash list. Um, I mean, yeah, what a great game by Devontae Adams. Just being there, being consistent. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's know he's going to get his time. I mean, Devontae Adams, he had the most targets in the game with 10, and that basically doubled second place. I mean, the, the second leading wide receiver's targets were Marquez Valdez-Gantling with six. So Danny or uh, Devontae Adams loves um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves Devontae Adams. It's a match made in heaven, and they may win a Super Bowl because of this connection right here, folks. So. We'll leave Devontae Adams on here for one more week. And then that brings us to our last kind of remaining player on this cash list, and it's Josh Allen. What do we have on our notes? Are we keeping him? Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> Great game by Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They win the game. They're moving up in the power rankings. So, Bills fans, please don't come attack me. But, 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 
but he still had this interception and it came in the first quarter and they still really couldn't do anything in the first quarter until the defense stepped up and that brought new life, new energy for Josh Allen. So I do want to give the man credit. You win the game, which is exactly what you want to do, but it was a slower start. You throw the interception. You're lucky you got bailed out by the defense. Lucky Baker Mayfield, he threw that interception as well. Lucky, I mean, he couldn't get bailed out by the defense, but Josh Allen does. I mean, this was a good performance, but, <clears throat> I mean, 24 completions for 238 yards, right at that kind of 10 yards of throw threshold between Dink and Duncan airing it out. So he was doing that, two touchdowns, doing it in the second half. It's it's a good performance, don't get me wrong, but I still cannot shake that one interception. I couldn't shake the one fumble that Baker Mayfield had last week, and that was still gave me doubts. And then what does he do this week? He still turns it over. So we're not going to say it was a cash performance. It was a very good performance by Josh Allen, but we're going to have to take him off the cash list for this week, unfortunately. Alrighty, so the Dolphins defense, Nick Chubb and Devontae Adams all survived the cash list. Now let's go to who was cash this week and we'll put them on the, on the, on the list. So the first one, we're going to go to Chicago. How crazy. And no, we're not doing Mitch Trubisky. We're not getting too crazy out here. Um, but we are going to go to... Allen Robinson, I mean, this man is so good, and he has to catch balls from Mitch Trubisky, which is not the easiest thing to do. And Allen Robinson, I think he's now the lead, or no, he's not the leading wide receiver because that's Travis Kelsey, but he's still very, very good at what he does. He's the best wide receiver for the Bears, and if it wasn't for Allen Robinson, Mitch Trubisky would be lost out here. Allen Robinson does everything. Nine receptions, 123 yards, one touchdown. He was targeted 13 times. The second leading wide receiver was targeted seven times folks so um alan robinson gets the majority of the work catches the balls always reliable over the middle you know going over top you know one-on-one -on -one matchup slants comeback routes red zone middle of the field he does everything folks he's real good and we'll give him credit here for having success in this game 123 yards we're gonna give it to alan robinson so well done um alan robinson put him on not going to put Mitch Trubisky on. Yeah, he had three touchdowns, but it was like 260 yards. Um, so, Allen Robinson, very well done. When was Sunday? Let's get this date up so we can track. It was the 13th. Here we go. 12-13. And he is solidified on the cash list for the week. All right. The next edition is going to come from the Tennessee Titans. And do I even need to say who it is, folks? It's Derek Mother Loving Henry, folks. It's Derek Mother Trucking Henry. It's Derek. You better hope you're not playing this game because I'm going to smack you in the mouth, Derek Henry. 26 carries, 215 yards, two touchdowns. You're averaging eight yards a carry. Oh, my goodness. Nobody had an answer for this man. He's back on this cash list. He's been on here so many times times because of so many great performances whether it's three touchdowns in the first half whether it's 150 yards in the first half whether it's 200 yards for the entire game multiple times it, whether it's an overtime walk-off run for 30 yards absolutely love Derrick Henry he's the best running back in the league folks that is not hyperbole that is straight facts all right, so very damn Derrick Henry. I'm about to just make a cashless Hall of Fame and put him on there, honestly. He deserves it. All right, let's go to our next edition. It is going to come from the Chiefs game. 
The Dolphins defense is already on here, folks, so no, we're not putting them back on here. It's going to be Travis Kelsey, the leading wide receiver, and he's a tight end. I mean, folks, it's wild what he's doing. He is the leading wide receiver through 14 weeks in the NFL, and he's a tight end. So, I don't know. I mean, that's Tom Brady's greatest dream, but he can never achieve it. Unfortunate. So, Travis Kelsey, we're going to add this man to the cash list. Eight receptions, 136 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I mean, when he's second at the wide receiver for the Chiefs, that's you know something is going crazy there. So, we got to put Travis Kelsey on this list. It's about time. I think this is his first time on this list this season. So, well-earned, well-earned, well-earned. Probably could have put him on here a couple of other times. I think we probably went with Tyreek over him a couple of times. But uh, he's finally getting his recognition he deserves. Travis Kelsey, man, man, oh, man. Tight end that catches and acts like a wide receiver, folks. Damn. We all thought Gronk was good, right? Travis Kelsey is Gronk times 20. All right. Let's go to our next kind of addition here, and it's going to come from the Colts game. And folks, we have to give up. We have to give credit to this running attack by Indianapolis. It's one of the best things. I think that's kind of why the main reason why Philip Rivers is having so much success this season is because they're not putting it all on Philip Rivers. They got Jonathan Taylor and this Nehem Hines, or yeah, Nehem Hines, folks. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league. He's great catching the ball out of the backfield. Great running the ball as well. So we're gonna give. This cashless performance to Jonathan Taylor this week. I, the running backs here are definitely helping out Philip Rivers, and Jonathan Taylor just had an absolutely fantastic game. Twenty carries, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Yes, it's no, it's still not close to Derrick Henry, but it's still a very good performance. And um, you know what Derrick Henry's doing is really unheard of. Um, so we got to just give it to uh, Jonathan Taylor as well. How do we spell that name? We'll we'll figure it out later. I'm going to spend too much time. I always have a hard time spelling Jonathan. J-O-H-J-H-O-N. I don't know. I would spell it J-H-O-N, but I, I think that's wrong most of the time. So, Jonathan Taylor. Very well done. We'll get your name spelled out um, after post, after we, after we go dark. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Jonathan Taylor. Very well done. He's having great success this season. All righty. We've got more here, folks. All right. Let's go to who do we go to here? Let's go to the Eagles game. Here we go. And man, oh man, this Eagles team, folks, they rely heavy on their running backs as well. And Miles Sanders, he always provides the spark. He'll always have a big run to jumpstart an offense. And this game was no different, folks. Where is his big run? He had a big one. Miles Sanders, 82 yards for the touchdown. We see this multiple times. He literally jumpstarts the offense. Carson Wentz was only good when Miles Sanders was good. Jalen Hurts had a good game, and he was kind of having a good game before the Miles Sanders run, but that Miles Sanders run definitely kept you know Jalen Hurts comfortable, kept that Saints defense in check. So we're going to reward it here, you know, helping out, giving your, quarter, your rookie quarterback his first game, giving him all the help he needs, and we respect that. So Miles 
Miles Sanders, 14 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns, averaging eight yards a carry, just like Derrick Henry, just didn't get, you know, another 14 carries to get to the yards that Derrick Henry had. So, Miles Sanders, absolutely fantastic job. He's really been underrated here for this Eagles team. The Eagles team, what they do real good, their defense is good, and their running attack is real good. It's just Carson Wentz. He hasn't been that good this season, so they've got three wins because of him. Now four wins because of Jalen Hurts. So, Miles Sanders, he's getting the he's getting the recognition he really does uh, deserves for the entire season. We're giving it to him here today. Uh, very well done. Alrighty, here we go. Let's move on. The next one is going to come from Washington, and folks. Folks, I think we have a new defense. We need to start talking about Washington's defense. Let's look at this. Nick Mullins, interception. Nick Mullins, fumble lost. Jeff Wilson, fumble lost. Three turnovers. And they also had a fumble six. Look at this. Scoring points on the defensive end. Fumble six coming right here. Was this Chase Young? Was he, did he have the fumble six? Covered by Chase Young. Look at this. He runs it in for like 40 yards for the touchdown. And they're not done yet. They got a pick six to really ice out the game. Who had the pick six here? Let's see. Um, we got to K Curl. Very well done. 24-yard reception, interception reception, or no, 76 yards he went. Holy cow, that's a that's a sprint. So this Washington's defense, I mean, the defenses that we've had on the cash list, Steelers defense, Dolphins defense, Rams defense. Welcome to the club, Washington. Uh, I think Washington's the best team in the NFC East now just because of their defense. I don't like their offense. I think it's one of the, one of the worser offenses in the league, even with Alex Smith at quarterback, even with Gibson in at running back. They really just focus on McC Terry McLaurin he's still getting it done somehow don't ask me how he's the number one wide receiver everybody should just be blanking it blanketing him covering him double coverage there's he's still getting open somehow so I don't like Washington's offense but I love what they're doing defensively Ron Rivera kind of a defensive minded head coach a little bit um, and he's just getting his players ready to rock here. This is going to be an exciting Washington team come next season, maybe two seasons down the road when they get their quarterback, when they maybe get a you know a better you know maybe a second good wide receiver or maybe a an elite running back. Their defense is solid, folks. So Washington defense very well done. Welcome to the list, defense club. Welcome to the list, folks. So here we go. Very well done, Washington's defense. All right, we're not done, though. We're not done. We've got three more. So here we go. Let's keep it going. Um, all right, let's go here. Where is it? Where do I got it up at? Where do I have it up at? It's the Vikings game. No, not the Vikings game. It's Atlanta, Jacks. You know, who did Atlanta play? I'm blanking on who Atlanta played. Here it is. Atlanta and Chargers in the next the next uh the next edition of this cash this is going to go to a game winning field goal by Mike Bagley. It was only 43 yards but very well done. Game winning clutch field goal. You make it. You get the Chargers the close win which they've been clamoring for. I mean if they if this Chargers team took another close loss, I think majority of this team probably would have offed themselves in the locker room, but uh, Mike Bagley saves that, saves some lives out there. And we'll take um we'll put Mike Bagley on this cash list. It's not a long field goal, don't get me wrong. What was it, 43? That what we said? Nothing too big, but still, I mean, hey, your time is called. 
the, your offense, your defense did whatever they needed to do to get you into that shorter field goal range, and he absolutely drills it. So we give respect to that, man. We always appreciate game-winning field goals because special teams, that's a huge proponent. That's the third facet of the game, offense, defense, and people like to overlook special teams or not even talk special teams or even think special teams should be taken out of the game, which it shouldn't, folks. That's I mean, that's the third facet. Special teams, have a good special teams, have a good kicker. Other teams are having good kickers. That's not my problem that you can't find a good kicker, that your kicker isn't reliable, that your kicker isn't like Young Hui Koo, who's drilling 50 yards consistently. That ain't my problem. Mike Bagley, well done here. All right, two more, and we got to go to Buffalo for our next one. We're not going to put Josh Allen on. We already had him on. We took him off this week, but we are going to reward Stephon Diggs. I mean, folks, Stephon Diggs, last season he was with Minnesota. Minnesota was a playoff team. He leaves Minnesota. What happens? They're kind of falling apart a little bit, a little bit. In that early half of the season, the first six, seven games, they were absolutely atrocious. We can accredit that to Stephon Diggs because Kirk Cousins was throwing the ball like 40 times back then. So we accredit Stephon Diggs for all the success in Minnesota. They He moves out of Minnesota. They're awful. He goes to Buffalo this season. Josh Allen is having his best passing career by miles. He has 70% completion percentage. You know how insane that is? That Like, Aaron Rodgers hasn't even done that. He's doing it this season, but Aaron Rodgers has, like, never thrown 70% for an entire career. Uh, it's real bizarre what's, what's, what Josh Allen is doing, and I think we have to give a lot of credit to Stephon Diggs. He had a fantastic game against the Steelers, was the only wide receiver who was getting open consistently, as we see, 10 receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. The second leading wide receiver for Buffalo was Cole Beasley with only 41 yards. So he basically had 100 yards more yards receiving than the next highest Buffalo Bills wide receiver so we still have we have to start giving this man some credit very well done Stefan Diggs welcome to the cash list his first time I believe on this on the, on the list this season so very well done all right and then we've got one more one more and it came from last night's game we're talking game winning field goals here baby 45 to 20 that really should have been the final score don't pay any attention to that you know safety play at the end of the game it was just nonsense this was a three-point game folks and it's all because Justin Tucker 55 yards clean clutch down the middle that's the kicker folks that's a legendary kicker Justin Tucker because he always comes through in the clutch in the big moments I mean Lamar Jackson I mean everybody buys in I mean Lamar Jackson comes off the bench on fourth and five after being out for the entire fourth quarter Justin Tucker's like you know what I'm not gonna make that go for no reason I'm gonna hit this field goal no problem here we go should have iced him Kevin Stefanski that's all I'm saying um, so Justin Tucker very well done and that will do it for the cash list for this week so very well done to everybody getting on this week uh, well done to the three three players to uh, stay on this list and this is going to be the cash list going into week 15 Dolphins defense Nick Chubb Devontae Adams Allen Robinson Derrick Henry Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey Jonathan Taylor Miles Sanders Washington defense very well done Mike Bagley Stephon Diggs and Justin Tucker Alrighty, let's go to my favorite. I love doing this trash list, folks. Um, here we here we go. This was the trash list, the worst side of the list. Do not be on this list because that means you're trash. So, the trash list going into week 14. We got Adam Gay still, folks. No surprise there. Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Mike McCarthy, Ezekiel Elliott, Anthony Lynn, Joey Sly, Zane Gonzalez, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Mike Lennon, and the Jets defense all being trash for multiple weeks or just last week. So we got to see who stays on this trash list for another week. Let's reevaluate everybody. Then we'll go to our additions. So 
We'll start at the top of the list. My favorite name to talk about, Adam Gase, folks. Um, let's see. Let's give this man a fair, a fair opportunity to get off this trash list. Did he put up a lot of points this week? Were they moving the ball? Were they competitive? Let's see. Let's see. All right. Who they had this week? Oh, the Seahawks. Ooh. Ooh. Not a good team to try and get out the cash list against. So let's see. They get absolutely blown out 40-3. to That's all we really need to see, but let's dive a little deeper. Now, the one silver lining I will give this Jets team and Adam Gase, this is the only compliment I will ever give Adam Gase. They score on their first drive. Whether it be a touchdown or a field goal, they score on their first drive. I can give them that, but then they don't show up for the rest of the game. So that even speaks kind of worse to what Adam Gase is. Yeah, you can script plays for an entire week, but once it's in game time situation, when you have to make real-time adjustments, he flounders. Like, the flounder that that man is. Three points, and then you go... So they... They were only competitive offensively for the first five minutes of the game. There's 60 minutes to be played in football, folks. And Adam Gase is only good for the first five. That means you're not a good coach, folks. So, yes, Adam Gase, he's still staying on this trash list. What do you expect? Get a win. Get a win. Be competitive. He's not. Adam Gase, welcome. Or, yeah, I mean, you don't need no welcoming. He is the trash list. He's been on here since September 20th. What was that, week two in the league? He's trash. He should be fired. All right, let's move on. Carson Wentz, he actually kind of did get fired. He lost his job, and it's unfortunate. He was on the trash list because of his performance last week. It got him benched. We are going to take him off because he's no longer starting. He can't prove himself to not be trashed. So Carson Wentz gets a little bit of a free pass getting off the trash list. Didn't earn it, but um, we're not going to keep backup, backup players on the trash list. We're not going to do that. All right, now we go to Tom Brady. And he didn't have a great game. He didn't even throw for 200 yards, folks. How the heck are you not throwing for at least 200 yards every single game? It's besides me. You know who doesn't throw for 200 yards a game? Lamar Jackson. You know why? Because he's rushing for 150 yards every single game. That's his excuse. Tom Brady, what's yours? You have all of the weapons in the world. I don't want to hear it. There's no excuses why Tom Brady should not be throwing 200 yards every single game. We digress a little bit. They get the win. 15 of 23, 196 yards, two touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. They get the win. This wasn't a trash performance. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't cash either. It wasn't really even that great. Coming off of a bye, coming off of a loss off of a bye. And Tom Brady's not throwing 200 yards, folks. They're not in my top 10, I'll tell you. They'll probably won't be in the top 10. If they make a run in the playoffs, congratulations. But uh, it doesn't matter. You're not doing anything, folks. They're not doing anything. And uh, they've got so much talent. Man, it's truly pitiful. Tom Brady, I don't know, man. I don't know, but yes, he gets taken off the trash list. Wasn't a trash performance. Wasn't a good performance. Was a congrats. You won barely. You won barely. If you weren't facing the Vikings, you probably would have lost, honestly. All right, that, that brings us to Mike McCarthy. They get the win. Their offense didn't look good. Their defense their defense looked okay. I mean, they scored most of their points because of their defense. Um, you know, we said, I mean, when you look at these stats, these are not good. Andy Dalton, 185 yards passing. Ezekiel Elliott, 48 yards rushing. So he's still not getting his playmakers involved. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott needs to be the main focus of this offense, folks. Der Ezekiel Elliott should be doing what Derrick Henry's doing. When, you, when he's your main guy, he's who you paid. Andy Dalton's clearly not getting it done, or he can't get it done on a consistent basis. So, Mike McCarthy, congratulations. You finally got your team playing well enough to beat the Bengals. Congrats. Um, so, not buying the Cowboys still, but they get the win. We have to take Mike McCarthy off the trash list. He'll be back on here. He'll be back on here, folks. Don't worry. We still got three more weeks. You, 
you think Mike McCarthy's going to win uh, the next three games? Mm, as soon as he loses another one, I'm ready to put him right back on here. All right, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, they get the win, as I said. And I do want to keep this man on the trash list, but he didn't play trash. He didn't play good, but he didn't play trash either. So we're going to have to take him off. 20 carries for 48 yards. No touchdowns. Still not being that leader. He's being the vocal leader. He's being kind of, you know the virtue signaling leader coming out and saying, you know what, hey, I'm playing through an injury. Everybody rally around me. But then he still doesn't go and shows it. Now, the one good thing Ezekiel Elliott didn't do was fumble because the last time this man kind of came out publicly and kind of said, you know, um, you know, I'm going to kind of step up and, you know, we've all got to play better. He fumbled in the third quarter and kind of cost him the game. So that was good. We take him off, regardless of what happens. We take him off. He'll be back, whether it's, you know, this season or next season. He'll be back, folks. Don't worry. All right, Anthony Lynn. And this man kind of got bailed out a little bit. He's going to get taken off this list. Um, They win the game. As we said, we put the kicker on the cash list because he made a game-winning field goal. Um, we're trying to get back to this game real quick. Damn. Where is it? Here it is. Um, I did not know that was a 4 o'clock game. But, um... Yeah, so um, they get the win. Last second kind of game-winning field goal, and we're going to come back to this game um, because of the trash list as well, but we won't spoil all of our information. Anthony Lynn, they get the win. Congrats. It was a close game that they shouldn't have won, and we'll tell you why because of another player being trash. So um, Anthony Lynn gets bailed out. He comes off, but another player is going to take his place, um, unfortunately. So... Well done, Anthony Lynn. Once again, he'll be back on. He really should be fired, unfortunately, but he'll be back on the trash list. All right, let's go to Joey Sly. Now, he, um, he's he got to come off the list because, no, 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 that's, that's Zane Gonzalez. Zane Gonzalez, kicker for the Cardinals, he got benched. He's got to come off the, cash, or the trash list because he's not kicking anymore. Um, we'll see if he comes back, but I mean, the other kicker was flawless last week, so I don't know if uh, Zane Gonzalez is going to have a job at the end of this week. Um, Alright, now we go to Joey Sly and he plays for the Carolina Panthers, I believe. Is that correct? Joey Sly. He did not have too many opportunities to kick. He took two field goals, made them both, three extra points. So I'll give him that. That is not trash. That is very cash. Now, he loses, which is unfortunate, but he did all he could. They, he did everything they asked of him. Long field goals. Let's see how long these field goals are. Let's give this man a little bit of credit if he deserves it. Let's see it. All right, first field goal for Joey Sly. Where is he at? All right, this one is from... 26 yards. Okay, okay. A little, a little, uh, little short chip shot. This other field goal is 35. So he didn't really do anything. <laughs> he didn't really do anything. It was it 25, 35 yards? So we still give the man credit. Very well done. But um, he, he made his kicks, and that's what we want. Just not long kicks, unfortunate. All right, now we go to Mitch Trubisky, and he gets a win. He gets a win. And, uh, you know, no turnovers, fantastic. 24 of 33, 267 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. They put up 36 points. He didn't fumble the game away, didn't turn the ball over at all. Um, so we give this man a lot of credit. Looked decent out there. We're not going to say good. We'll say decent. So Mitch Trubisky, very well done getting off the trash list. Gets the win, looked good, didn't turn the ball over. 
okay, now we go to Deshaun Watson, and he's kind of the reason why a little bit that the Bears won, and Mitch Trubisky played as well because the Texans, they weren't putting up any points to kind of keep this game competitive, to keep the Bears on their toes, to keep Mitch Trubisky on his toes. So Deshaun Watson didn't play a horrible game. Um, you know, he's dwindling at wide receivers. We know this. Deshaun Watson, 21 of 30 for 219 yards, a touchdown, no turnovers, no interceptions. So we give this, I mean, Duke Johnson, he lost a fumble. Kiki Cutie, he lost a fumble. Drive killers. So we're not going to keep Deshaun Watson on the trash list. He was on the trash list because he fumbled on the goal line against the Colts last week, two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, we're going to give, you know, we're going to give him the little bit of a benefit of the doubt kind of on his playmakers, dwindling playmakers. He was still trying to do his, uh, you know, do his thing. Kind of got injured a little bit in that game as well, door, down down the stretch. So we uh, we take Deshaun Watson off. All right, now we go to Mike Lennon. And once again, he kind of got benched, but, but he still played basically this entire game. And we still have to keep Mike Lennon on the trash list for one more week. We'll take him off next week because we know Gardner Minshew is going to be starting. But this is for this week, and he played a lot of this game. So Mike Lennon, 13 of 23 for only 85 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Truly unfortunate. They bring Gardner Minshew in. When did they bring him in? Like halfway in the third quarter? After this interception, I believe they bring him in. Yeah, so as soon as he throws that interception in the third quarter, they yank him. And uh, so, Mike Lennon, you got to spend one more week on. We'll take you off next week because you're no longer the starter. And then that brings us to the Jets defense. Um, do we have to re re go over that one? I mean, the Jets defense, they just gave up 40. They made Russell Wilson sit in the fourth quarter. That's how bad they were beating the Jets. They let Geno Smith come in the game. And he went 4 or 5 for 33 yards. That's 75% completion percentage, folks. That's or, uh, That's 80% completion percentage. That's pretty good for Geno Smith. We're we're gonna keep the Jets defense on here, non-competitive. You let you let Russell Wilson just go all over you. Yeah, you can say that falls under Adam Gase here, but the more Jets we can put on this trash list, the better we put a, we we keep the Jets defense on here. Okay, now uh, all right, now let's go to these additions. We do have three additions here, so let's get to them. Another defense is going to be on this trash list, and we've got to use the Texans defense, folks. Mitch Trubisky, yes, he put up 36 points, and yes, he put up 267 yards and three touchdowns and no picks. But what the hell was this Texans defense doing, making Mitch Trubisky look this good? We know he hasn't looked good at all this season. He's looked good. Good last week against the Lions until the fourth quarter. And then he looks good against the Texans here for the entire game because the Texans defense never steps up. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to put the Dex Texans defense on here. When you make Mitch Trubisky look that good, I don't know, folks. Texans defense, come on, come on. Giving no help to Deshaun Watson out there, truly. Um, Deshaun Watson is the only good thing on the Texans team. Everything else is trash. Maybe you can make the case for J.J. Watt, but still, he's not as good as some of these other edge rushers. Chase Young. Um, who else do we got? Um, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, the Bosa brothers. T.J. Watt may even be better than J.J. Watt. So, I don't know, man. Texans defense. Welcome to the trash list. 36 points by Mitch Trubisky. Mm, kind of unacceptable. Alrighty, here we go. Two more. We go to the Vikings. 
Check them out. Well, this is the guy that went from the cash list to the trash list. That really doesn't happen. I mean, I think that's happened like three three times this season, a player going from the cash list to the trash list in the same day. How unfortunate. But, uh, I mean, Dan Bailey, folks, folks, folks. Look at this man. 0 of 3 from field goals. 0 of 1 from extra point. He did nothing. If he didn't show up, he would have done the exact same if he was in the game, folks. That's not good. So, I mean, and this was a closer game, too. Let's talk about it. These field goals, the the first missed one came in the second quarter, and the Vikings were up 6-0. They could have been up 9-0. They missed a field goal. Tampa Bay goes and scores a touchdown. Now the game is 7-6. Okay, we can forgive maybe one miss. The second miss coming on the very next drive. The Bucks are still up 7-6. The Vikings could have been up 9-7 or even 12-7 at this point. Unfortunately, he misses another kick. And the Bucks they score another touchdown. So now the lead is 14-6 when the lead probably could have been 14-12. Close game. Now, let's see his last. Or really, it could you add the extra point because he missed the field goal. So now we're talking about 7. Now we're talking about 10. Now we're talking about 13, 14. A one-point game. So even closer. And then is finally his last missed field goal coming in the fourth quarter. The Vikings just scored a touchdown. Now they have 14 to 23. They're down. He goes and misses a field goal. This could have been 17-23. This could have been 23-23 with all these baked field goals and the extra points. So we get 14 here at 3. That's 17. Add another 3. That's 20. Add another 3. That's 23. Add the extra point. That's 24. The, the Vikings could have had the lead going into the fourth quarter, 24-23. And this would have been an entirely different game. Tom Brady had having to make better throws down the stretch of the game because the Vikings are winning or very close to winning. Dan Bailey, horrible performance here. Let's uh, let's see how long these field goals are. Where are these long field goals? Um, let's see. This first one. 36 yarder we all know the extra point that's easy his first field goal is 36 his second goal is second field goal is from 54 so a little bit further out but we know it's makeable anything inside 50 yards should be automatic anything really within 55 should be automatic truthfully um and he's not making that and then his last field goal 46 yards so the man just didn't come to play and uh, the Vikings really kind of lost because of him it would have been a real different game if he was making them so Dan Bailey very well deserved trash list probably the most trash here on this list besides Adam Gaze probably so Dan Bailey god darn you gosh darn horrible performance horrible and then our last one we got to go back to this Atlanta game um, because Atlanta should have won, hands down. They should have won this game, but it's Matt Ryan not being clutch. Classic, classic. So, um, oh my goodness, twice he's not. So, this game is tied 17-17 in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. Air, Matt Ryan throws an interception with three minutes left on the Chargers' 26-yard line. Then he gets bailed out because the defense, the Falcons defense, forces a turnover with 53 seconds left. So Matt Ryan gets the ball back, still tied with 47 seconds left on their own 38. He gets into the Chargers 45-yard line, and what does he do with 17 seconds left? He throws an interception, gives the game right to the Chargers. So Matt Ryan, I mean, so many opportunities to go out and kind of win this game, close out this game, and he throws back-to-back -back interceptions. He, he, he needs to go. He cannot be in Atlanta Falcons anymore they kind of just need to wipe their hands of them thank you for your service thanks for getting us to that super bowl thanks for all of that but we just have to move on 
they're, they're, he's killing y'all. He's killing y'all. He can't score in the red zone. He can't go on long, sustainable drives. This Falcons offense, we were high on them in the first couple weeks, but still watching Matt Ryan week after week. This man is not good anymore, folks. How unfortunate. So, Matt Ryan, welcome to the trash list. Um, two interceptions when you could have won the game. It was it was the Chargers. Oh, how funny is that? The two worst teams that blow the biggest leads. Falcons. They did it in the Super Bowl. They did it against the Cowboys on the onside kick. They did it one other game earlier this season. I can't remember the Chargers. They can't win a close game to save their lives. And you know, battle of the ba battle of the worst teams in the fourth quarter. Battle of the blown leads. And Atlanta is the king of the blown leads. So well done, Matt Ryan, for you know taking that title. Um, so that's, that's the cash list or the trash list. Not good. Matt Ryan, Dan Bailey, Texans defense, all getting the additions here. And Mike Glennon, Adam Gase and Jets defense, all staying trash this week as well. All right. So that's the cash and trash list. Very well done to all the cash players. Very unfortunately, not so good by the trash players, but we'll see if you guys can get off these lists or make the cash list next week. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated next Tuesday. Alrighty, let's go to our power rankings. We'll end the show with this. Um, we've seen all the teams play. This was the power rankings going into week 14. We had the Seahawks at 10, the Titans at 9, the Dolphins at 8, the Rams at 7, the Bills at 6, the Browns at 5, the Saints at 4, the Packers at 3, the Steelers at 2, the Chiefs at 1. And I think, I think we can all agree that there needs to be a lot of shakeup here, and there is. So, without further ado, let's start here. At number 10, and I may have gone a little wild on this team. I don't want to drop this team this far, but we have to. This offense is sputtering a little bit, but we're not ready to bail on them yet. We still like this team, and um, you know we're still believing in this team, but we do have to knock them down a little bit here. They really kind of have to prove themselves offensively once more for us to really kind of start buying into them a lot more. Um, so, the new number 10 team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, folks. And, you know, we've been big on this team this entire season. We're still big on this team. They're they're dealing with a ton of injuries. The COVID-19 list, three games in 12 days. We're giving them the benefit of the doubt. The Steelers' defense was doing absolutely fantastic um, for Josh Allen this week until Big Ben, the offensive side for the Steelers, threw that interception. So, we got we the Steelers team needs to start cleaning it up offensively and once they do we'll start moving them back up but until they do that we have to drop them down because other teams are showing that they're good on defense and on offense and the Steelers the past couple weeks have not been showing me what I needed what I need to see on offense now we're like I said I'm chalking that up to three games in 12 days the whole COVID playing wonky days at wonky times we're gonna give the Steelers a little bit of a benefit of the doubt not kicking them off the top 10 just quite yet We'll leave them at 10 and uh, see how they do next week. Alrighty, the new number 9 team. And this team is taking a little bit of a hit, but we're still keeping them... In the, in the top 10 because we still like them, but we have to move them down because we have to create room for other teams, unfortunately. But the new number 9 team, they're dropping from 5... They're dropping down to nine here with the Cleveland Browns, and I still liked everything that they showed me defensively. It's hard to stop the Ravens, folks. I mean, the Steelers forced four turnovers on the Ravens and still won by like three points, kind of like what the Dolphins did against um, the Chiefs, but they lost by you know three points. So 
you know, you can try and stop them, but they're going to get right back at it. They're going to get right back at it again. And, oh, they turn it over three times. Doesn't really matter. They'll get right back at it because that's kind of how explosive these offenses work. They're, these are not the same offenses that we can kind of can, can compare a classic traditional football offense to. So Chiefs and Ravens, they're kind of in a different category of their own just offensively. So. Browns, they played decently defensively, and, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, he played well, but still that turnover. Same thing with real Josh Allen, too. Yes, he played good, but he still had that turnover that really could have affected the game. Now, luckily for the Bills, their defense cleans up that turnover and has no points out of it, but the Browns' defense are at the one-yard line. It's really nothing they can do. So, Baker Mayfield still making the mistakes a little bit, has to play a clean, flawless game of football if they want to have a chance to win. They did it last week against the Titans that's why they won and they couldn't just do it this week against the Ravens so still like this Browns team offensively defensively quarterback weapons coach love all of it Browns at number nine unfortunately they lost so and that's why we had to drop them up to number nine because we have a new number eight team now who's the new number eight team the Dolphins fall off the list we're taking them completely off the list because the Dolphins they do not have a, a good enough offense to really kind of compete they have the defense but in the top 10 you need the defense and offense that's why we're not putting the Bucks in the top 10 because Tom Brady a little shaky on off uh, offense in their defense they can stop the run but that's really it so we want good offenses good defenses on this power rankings we're this close to taking the Steelers off because they don't have a good offense but because of kind of their schedule and I said the benefit of the doubt that we're giving the Steelers we're leaving them at number 10 but the new number eight team is going to be the Baltimore Ravens that's why we had to drop the the Browns to nine because I'm not putting the Browns above the Ravens after they just won in in Cleveland so that's a huge game. So this week, we put the Ravens at 8. Their offense is very good, folks. When when everything's healthy, you can't stop them. As we just saw, the Browns, I mean, they gave up 45 points, and it was still a close game. But at the end of the day, the Ravens are going to do what they do. They've got the solid kicker. They'll drill, drill it from 55. They only need that minute to go down the field like the Chiefs do. You leave too much time on this clock. And we're, we're talking about explosive, high-performance offenses out here that can dry the length of the field in under a minute maybe a little bit of bad clock management by the Browns but they needed a touchdown it's not like you know they needed only three and they got seven and then you know the Ravens get seven themselves it's not like that so the Browns they did all they could with the clock management it's not like you know you can choose when you score a touchdown you just need to get the touchdown so unfortunately for the Browns it came with a minute left this Ravens offense is so explosive their defense is good too they forced that key turnover against you know Baker Mayfield to really kind of secure their victory um and, you know, yes, they kind of started to come back in the fourth quarter, but Trace McSorley came in. It was a real wonky. So they overcome everything. Lamar Jackson's healthy. The Ravens are healthy. The kicker is clutch. We love everything about this Ravens team, and uh, we'll have them up at number eight, finally breaking in the top ten for a couple weeks. They haven't been here in a couple weeks. So very well done to the Ravens. Their offense, folks, it's, some, it's a treat to watch. Their offense, the Chiefs offense, best offenses to watch, the most entertaining. They're like the Golden State Warriors, folks. Okay, let's go to number seven. <clears throat> and this team is dropping a little bit. This was the number four team going into this week. They are now dropping down to number seven. The New Orleans Saints are the new number seven team here. And... Th 
this is starting to look like what happened with the Saints the last three seasons. Why they kind of get that early exit in the playoffs because they don't kind of show up in some games. Like, there's no reason why this Saints defense alone should have lost to Jalen Hurts. He, he dink and dunked his way through a win. And I don't get that. How you can just sit back, let a rookie quarterback dink and dunk all over you for an entire win. I don't get it. What are the Saints doing defensively? If you know you have a rookie quarterback starting his first start, you pressure this man. You don't let him get dink and dunk. Let him beat you down the field. If that's how that happens, that's how it happens. But I'm not letting you dink and dunk on me for an entire game to get the win. I'm not letting it do that. So, once again, the Saints defense doesn't kind of step up in a key situation. The Saints lose that number one spot in the NFC to the Packers because of this loss. Come on. You know, I understand Taysom Hill didn't play the best, but, I mean, that's another sign that, um, you know, Taysom Hill didn't play good on the road his first meeting, and they'll have Drew Brees in the playoffs, so this is just kind of speaking to their defense. They always blow it defensively. You let a rookie quarterback just dink and dunk all over you for a win. Not like you let him go in the first quarter and that was it, then you figured out in the second half, you lost the game. You, I don't like it. I don't like it. So Saints are still showing me what they have done the previous couple of seasons. They're still not making the key adjustments that needed to be made from season to season. They're falling into the same grooves. They'll have an early playoff loss and then cry about how they, how they lost in the playoffs. And we'll have to hear it again going into 2021. So... I like the Saints offensively. I still like Taysom Hill. He just didn't have a great game, and the Saints defense didn't step up when they needed to. So the Saints followed the number seven. Um, this is going to be the same story that we've heard for the past three seasons in the playoff, folks. So they're still making the same mistakes. Alrighty, here we go. New number six team, and it's going to be the Tennessee Titans. They move up a little bit here. Love what they do. Derrick Henry, best running back in the league, and when he is on fire, you cannot stop this Titans team, I will tell you. Um, that run opens up the pass so much. We see Ryan Tannehill bombing it down the field to his great wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. What a wide receiver core that they have in Tennessee to go along with the running back, to go along with a you know, above-average game manager quarterback and Ryan Tannehill so I still love this Titans um, team their defense they took a little bit of a hit against the Browns but they won the second half and then they won this game only allowing who was it the Jags they had the Jags this week to like 10 points so they played great um, Ryan Tannehill played great. Derrick Henry played even better. The wide receivers played great. The defense played great. So when everything goes right, the Titans team, it's hard to beat them, folks. They just play smash mouth football and everybody buys in. So Titans are back to winning. Love to see it. They didn't give up kind of that first quarter blowout. Um, let's see. Did they play good in the first first half? Because that's kind of another knock that we have on this Titans team. It kind of get a little bit... Um, you know, takes a little bit to the second half to really get them going offensively. Um, so let's see. They put up 17 in the first half, 14 in the second half. So, I mean, this is an even scoring game. Love to see it. The Titans are back, folks. This is a deadly team. Watch out for them in the uh, in the AFC. They'll do the same thing they did last year, get to the AFC championship game and maybe struggle against the Chiefs. But this Titans team is top notch. We love them. Titans at six. All right, new number five team. And, hey, 
They're not turning the ball over. Russell Wilson's playing great, folks. That's all we need to see. How well is Russell Wilson playing? Because that's kind of how they kind of fare in games. If Russell Wilson turns the ball over, they're probably going to lose. He doesn't. They win basically every single time. So he turned the ball over once, but they were already up like 40-3 to three at that point. They let Geno Smith come in. The Seahawks defense is getting there. I just saw a stat yesterday. Jamal Adams, as a defensive back, has like six and a half sacks this season, and that's that's the most ever. That's a record for a defensive back sacks in a single season. So the Seahawks defense is getting better. They're you know shoring it up. The offense, they're shoring that up. Russell Wilson trying not to turn the ball over anymore, and if he doesn't do that, they're one of the best teams in the league, folks, especially at home. So if they don't turn the ball over, I absolutely love this Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. It's starting to get to the back half of the season, the end of the season. Look for him to play clean football along with probably some other quarterbacks, probably Aaron Rodgers. Um, but love the Seahawks not turning the ball over. Huge sign. We can move them. We can start moving them up a little bit. So Seahawks at five. All right, new number four team. We got to put them on here. They move up as well. We got to put the Rams. Great win against the Patriots. And this is what the Rams do. They put up 24 points. That's what we're going to do. Good defense, bad defense. We're not going to we're not going to kind of rise to the occasion um, offensively against bad defenses. We're still going to put up 24 points. And we're not going to flounder against the good defenses. We're still going to put up 24 points. So that's what the Rams do offensively, folks. 24 points. That's what you can kind of lock in, expect game in, game out. You judge. You know whether you take the spreads based on them putting up 24 points. Now that's what they do offensively. What they do defensively, it's pretty good itself. They shut down players. They shut down teams. They shut down that Cam Newton, <laughs> that Cam Newton team. They allowed them three points. Fantastic. They shut it down defensively. They put up 24 points, and they usually do not allow more than 24 points defensively. So we finally know this is what the Rams are, folks. There's no, there's no question what you're getting in the Rams week in week out. Whether Jared Goff throws for 400 yards whether he throws for 120 yards they're putting up 24 points they'll find a way to put up 24 points and Sean McVay knows this that's why he's 38 and 0 leading into halftime because they know when they get the lead they're just going to lock it up defensively run out the clock offensively love what the Rams are doing they're winning consistently that's something that we needed to see from them they're winning on the road they're winning at home love it love it love it Rams at four Alrighty, new number three team, folks, and I'm buying in, folks. I'm about to switch my fandom to the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, what he is doing this season, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the setback, the step back, the multiple interceptions, the game losing, you know, interception, the pick sixes that put them down two point, two possessions. We've been waiting for that, but that's never coming because Josh Allen has he have has he finally figured it out? Has he finally taken that next step? All signs point to yes, folks, and when they are, this is one of the deadliest offenses in the league. How crazy is that? He's not making mistakes. The defenses cannot stop this team. They cannot stop Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. One of them's going to be open, and Josh Allen's going to put it right on the money on them. So, love what they're doing offensively. Josh Allen's not turning the ball over. This defense is good as well, folks. They didn't let Big Ben air it out 15 points against them. So, this defense of the Bills... They're top tier. I, I don't know if we put them in the top five just quite yet. They can definitely make the argument for that, and I may agree with your argument. I'm not saying that, but they're definitely top seven. Can we say that? Steelers, Dolphins, Eagles. Steelers, Dolphins, Eagles. 
who's got a better defense? Yeah, we Rams. We've got to put the Rams in there. So it's either like Washington or Bills in the top five. So, I mean, they're very close, folks. I'm not saying that this defense is not good. They're very good. Top five. We'll, we'll say top six. We'll have Washington, top defenses, Steelers, Dolphins, Washington, Bills, Rams, who was the last one that we just left out? Steelers. I don't think we said Steelers. So that's the six right there. That's top six. Make of it what you will. Bills, they're good offense. They're good defense. The coach is doing good. The quarterback's doing good. The wide receivers, they're all buying in. The running backs are getting there. And there was this quote, and I forgot to like it, or this tweet. I forgot to like it. Um, let's see if I can find it as I'm looking for it because I think it was today. Um, Stephon Diggs versus um, or it was Bills versus um, Steelers this week. Obviously, we all saw it. Um, and if you not know, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Steelers, he's a TikTok star, folks. So during you know the warmups. He goes, Juju Smith-Schuster goes into, you know, the Bills logo and starts dancing for a TikTok. Now, Josh Allen sees this, and in the tunnel, at before they're coming out, and when he breaks it down, he's like, hey, they can dance, they can fucking dance, they can fucking talk, we're just going to go out there and fucking play. And honestly, that may have been the best thing I've ever seen Josh Allen do, and I think I, I think it kind of won me over a lot. Him just, you know, we're no nonsense over here. He's all in. He's, you know, practicing hard. He's buying in. He wants to improve, and for that, we put them in. in at the number three best team in the league, folks. Uh, this Bills team can be dangerous. If Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, they're kind of like Seattle. If Russell Wilson turns the ball over, they'll probably lose. Josh Allen turns the ball over, they probably lose. But if they don't, watch out because they're going to put up points and you won't be able to stop it. Unfortunate. So, Bills at number three. We're finally believing, buying in. Bills at three. All right, new number two team. Got to put the Green Bay Packers in there. Very close to going up to that number one seed. If the Chiefs didn't just turn over four times and still put up 33 points and still win the game, um, we got to we gotta keep the Packers at two. Because if Aaron Rodgers is throwing four inter three interceptions, you can guarantee they lose the game. We've seen it multiple times. Um, you know, against the Bucks, he throws two interceptions. Against the Colts, I believe he threw an interception. And then they lose in overtime because of a fumble. So this Packers team, they can't overcome turnovers. Chiefs are like, okay, we turned it over. So what? We gave them an extra possession. We'll cancel it out. They scored. They only they capitalized a turnover for a field goal. Ha! Ha! We're going to go score a touchdown in one minute. That will cancel it out, right, Andy Reid? So this Packers team is uh, is very good. They're not as dangerous offensively as the Chiefs are. That's why Chiefs are at one. But Aaron Rodgers, he's very good. The defense is good. The defense is like a game manager. It's real crazy. It's real even bizarre to think about, but that's what they are. Aaron Rodgers, do we have to bring up the drives from last week? We already said it on Monday when we broke down this game, but this these drives by Aaron Rodgers, these are magnificent, folks. Um, the first touchdown drive a minute so they they can score quick. But look at this. Something that I didn't really know that they could do. They can go on long methodical drives, and they did it against the Lions. 12 plays, 69 yards, 7 minutes. Let's look at these other touchdown drives. 14 plays, 90 yards, 9 minutes. 12 plays, 80 yards, 8 minutes. I mean, folks, they're taking time to score the ball. They will drive the ball methodically, eat up the clock. Aaron Rodgers can go deep on you. He can dink and dunk. He doesn't turn it over. That's what we love. Good offense, good defense. Packers at 2. Chiefs at 1. We just said it. Four, three tur four turnovers. three or All four by Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. Three by Patrick Mahomes. One fumble by a wide receiver. So four turnovers 
turnovers, and they still overcome and win the game. Patrick Holmes is great, sensational. The defense is great, sensational. Um, that's all we need to know. High scoring, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Is that all y'all need to know? Oh, you need more Tyreek Hill, best wide receiver in the game. Oh, you need more LaShawn McCoy, Clyde Edwards, Hilar. Oh, you need more uh, Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the game. That's all y'all need, folks. That's all. Oh, you need more defense, Tyron Matthew. Oh, you need more? They have Sammy Watkins. They have Sammy Watkins, 6'3". Go up and get it. You need more? What, what else can we think? Oh, they have an offensive coordinator that is going to be on the top list of head coaches everywhere, head coaching positions everywhere. You need more? They're defending Super Bowl champions. Oh, you need more? They were down 10 in the first quarter, and they still come back and win. Do you need more? Because I'm, I'm running out of things. They were down 10 in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. Do you need more? Do y'all need more? They got one loss this season, if y'all need some more. So, Chiefs at number one. Let's stop disrespecting the greatness. Let's appreciate some greatness here. Chiefs are the best team in the league. Alrighty, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for watching. Tomorrow we get into our film study, my favorite day of the week. I can tell y'all right now, let's see what we're going to be talking about. Some of the early games that we're going to be talking about. Maybe look at Drew Locke, four touchdowns, no picks. Love to see it. We'll definitely be looking at Mitch Trubisky. Why was this man just slinging it all game? Won't look at the Cowboys because their offense was trashed. Maybe we'll do a random Aaron Rodgers drive. Talk about, you know, the Packers a little bit. Um, Tennessee Titans will maybe look at Derrick Henry. We're going to look at all these turnovers by the Chiefs and just kind of appreciate the Dolphins' defense. We're going to look at the Giants and what the heck happened with them. Why did they put up seven points? I love this Giants offense. Y'all making me sell my Giants stock this week. I don't like it. Uh, maybe we keep tabs on Tom Brady. Um, what else we got? We're going to look at these interceptions by Matt Ryan. The meltdown. We got to look at Jalen Hurts and we got to look at Taysom Hill. So we'll spend time on that. Maybe Washington's defense and that may be it. But um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow noon Eastern with our film study and, uh, you know, start talking about week 14. So love. Um, thanks for coming out. Thanks for watching. Twitch.tv slash takes by fans every day. Noon Eastern, folks. Alrighty, we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks.